Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? We, there's a lot going on. And, and it was, you know, I was sitting here this morning and I go, you know what? I'm, I'm just shocked. And sometimes I'm left speechless by how many doors are opening by a simple thing called no empty suits. It's totally, it totally <laughs> blows my mind. Well, hey, the the uh, international phenomenon of the empty suit uh, is spreading, and it, it is so much. You know, it's so fun having conversations about um, things like we're going to talk about today. Authenticity. This is going to be a great conversation, um, and and it's resonating all over the world with with genuine salespeople. And by the way, if you're new to the podcast. Welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, bringing true value. We call it selling from the heart. And a big quick shout out to our sponsor, Send Out Cards. It has been um, so cool seeing the reactions, Larry, that you get when people get a card from you, like something so simple elicits such an emotional response. Well, I, I, I tell you what, I was talking to one of our podcast guests from a couple of weeks ago. So I was talking to Paul Howery just last, yeah. last week and I sent him one. And on the front of the card was a picture of his dog because I went on his Instagram page and everything <laughs> was about his dog. I go, okay, that dog means something to Paul. And I put yeah. the dog on the front dog was in the, you know, in the, when you opened it and he called me and we had a zoom call on Friday. And the first thing he did is he held up the card and he goes, you nailed it. You know, it's amazing how simple things can become so powerful. So check out cards.sellingfromtheheart.net, cards.sellingfromtheheart.net, and see how this works. It's amazingly fun to do from your computer or, or even your phone. It's incredible. I actually, I actually sent my wife one. She actually, and, and she walked right by it. <laughs> and, I, and I go, hey, babe there's something in the mail that came for you. And she looks at it and she goes, and she knew exactly what it was. Did you send me a card? <laughs> oh, geez, Larry, you're such a romantic. Well, we have oh. got an incredible guest today, and this is going to be a fun conversation about authenticity. And so, Larry, why don't you invite our guests and let's dive in. Well, no, I, I look forward to it because I met Chelsea Barron's, uh, gosh, it's been months and months and months ago through a mutual friend of hers who had read Selling from the Heart. And then we struck up a good friendship and Chelsea goes, hey, you know what? She goes, I'm doing a podcast series around authenticity. Would you like to come on the podcast? I said, well, heck, this is right in my wheelhouse, of course. <laughs> and it was a great series. And I know Chelsea got a lot of traction from it. And I go, wow, she had a podcast series about it. It ties in with Selling from the Heart. Want to come on the podcast? So here we are. So Chelsea Barron's welcome to Selling from the Heart. Thank you, Larry. It's awesome to be here. This is so fun. No, we're so glad you're here. And, uh, you know, as we talk about authenticity today, the question we ask all of our guests, I think is going to line right up with this. But I'm curious, when you hear the words selling from the heart, what does that mean to you, Chelsea? Yes, selling from the heart means to me connecting with your customer. Now, sometimes 
people aren't necessarily in sales and they don't have a customer, but we all have customers in some sense, whether you're selling yourself as in your career or your brand, or maybe you're trying to uh, advance in what you're doing or do something new, you are selling that. And the more authentic and real that you can be, the more you're going to connect with the people on the other side. Mm-hmm. So that is what selling from the heart means to me. And you, and you know, it's interesting because you just keyed on a, on a word, you know, the connecting mm-hmm. is, you know, and, and I'm, I'd like to throw another word in there if I can is how many, you know, I think there's a lot of people that connect, mm-hmm. but do you connect with meaning? And mm-hmm. I think that's the the missing part of this is, you know, we're, we're so busy in this fast paced world that we live in that, you know, especially with social, we just connect to people. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, you know, I would say it's like collecting baseball cards brings me back to my youth. We just collect these things, <laughs> but now we've got to connect and we got to do something with, it and we got to build meaningful relationships. And I think you nailed it when you started this off when you said connecting. Yes. And, and Larry, when I was reading your book, you know, I learned about how knowing your own values and connecting to other people through their values has so much more meaning. Uh, so that ties into what you're saying as well. Yay. Oh, <laughs> somebody read the book, Larry. Yeah, I got one fan. I got one, fan. I got one person who read Selling from the Heart. Thanks, Chelsea. Oh, whatever. You're an international best-selling author. <laughs> you know, you're so right, because I think that, that sometimes in sales, the, the training we get so shallow, right? It's like, look for a connection around a common sports team or a uh, you know, uh, went to the same alma mater or whatever, which is a great starting point. But like to take a bit more deeper, more authentic or vulnerable dive to start to connect around things that are like you're passionate about and, and there's a build that bridge there. Yes. I think that, you know, that's extraordinary and it's rare, but it's mm-hmm. also powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing with authenticity, when I started this series, I said, well, we are dynamic. We're changing all the time. So how do we truly know who we are? And Mm -hmm. in interviewing the 22 Mm -hmm. people that I did, one of the things that came out of that series was I talked with a psychologist, Dr. Krissa Thacker, and she Mm -hmm. talked about three different selves, the ideal self, the ought self, and the real self. Can you repeat the second one? What'd you say, Chelsea? Ideal self, real self, and ought self. Like I ought to be... Oh, okay. 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 Great. (laughs) Yes. And, and so the, the ideal self is who you want to be. The real self is, is what you are in the moment, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're in a situation and somebody's making you angry, right. And you want to say something, but you hold back. (laughs) And then there's the ought self, uh, which is the one that society says you ought to be. Uh, So with these three different selves, if the more you can get them into alignment, Hmm. the more authentic you are. And I hadn't thought of it before that way. Uh, But yeah, going into the series, I was like, well, who are you really if if you're changing all the time and you're in different scenarios? Hmm. So it was very interesting learning a lot about authenticity and how that can change. Hey, just, just a curious, did she ever peel back or did you peel back the ought self? Because Mm -hmm. I think the, I think the ought self is the one that really screws around with a lot of people, Mm -hmm. especially when they start looking at, you know, this is what I should be based on. And then we can fill in the blanks with everything. Did, did she go into that at all? 
She did. And it was really like uh, the way that it works best is if you can take the three and find where they come together. Hmm. So where you're in alignment with the ought, the ideal and the real, that is what your core authentic self is. Wow. So a little psychology good. for you all today. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that, um, that ought self that, you know, I should, um, be dot, 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 that, that person is in sales. I think we've got this big, you know, idea of what that ought self is supposed to be like this corporate, uh, it ends up being like this corporate robot kind of, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, and I don't, I know as a, a, especially a young rep, you know, I put my Navy suit on, I went out to the marketplace and I tried to pretend to be somebody I really wasn't. And right. that's just doesn't cut it these days. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was in, in a client meeting yesterday and we were having a sales conversation and yeah, we, we can't, you can't show up that way anymore. You have to bring your real self and connect with people on, on real things. Cause that's what people are expecting these mm-hmm. days. You can't, uh, you know, have what I like to think of talk track. You know, we talk about talk right. track. Oh gosh. How many talk <laughs> tracks do we have to memorize? Right. Yeah. 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 And, um, I have not ever been a fan of the talk track. It's more of what in the moment is going to connect with this person, what matters to them and how is my real authentic self going to relay that to their real authentic self. And I, and I think that's the things that people struggle with the most. And, you know, and Daryl already knows this. We've talked about a long time ago. I hated talk tracks. I just couldn't. I mean, I understand the purpose behind mm-hmm. talk tracks and I'm not here to discredit them because they do serve a purpose somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I had a hard time aligning to it because here I am trying to memorize talk tracks and I'm internalizing, I'm trying to memorize it. I'm trying to digest it and say it. And I go, this just isn't me. And I remember a long time ago, someone goes, well, just internalize it. But when, when you rephrase it, rephrase it in a way that you feel comfortable saying it so you can still get the same point across. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that changes exactly. based, based on your audience and who you're talking to, because like you're saying, Larry, I mean, if you just memorize it, it's going to come out cold and inauthentic. Inauthentic, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and you know what, and it's interesting because especially, you know, if we look at, at the business world today, people smell all this stuff in two mm-hmm. seconds. Yeah. And, you you know, and and I think the biggest thing, and I'm curious on this and is, you know, we start hearing these words authentic, right? I mean, you had a whole podcast series on it. It's in my book. Daryl and I speak about it on the podcast is I, I'm I'm just afraid that this word is just starting to get thrown around. Mm. Like, yeah, for instance, you know, guys, when they say, Hey, you know, I'll catch you later. We have to go do lunch, which means, you know, I'll, I'll see you the next time I see you, which could be months or years. I mean, what's your take on how people are using authenticity and mm-hmm. being fake about authenticity? It can tend to lose its substance, right? Yes. It, I mean, it, it's, it is trendy, right? So people are thinking like, oh, I'm being, I'm just being myself if I'm saying like, if you, yeah, if you're saying, let's say, um, uh, you know, well, I don't, I don't really like that. I don't want to do that. I'm just being myself. That's, that's why when I started this series, I was like, 
well, it matters on the context and, and what audience you're talking to and how authenticity comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this too, Larry and Daryl, the, the reason, the number one reason I started the series was because in corporate, this mask that people wear, right? Where they say, uh, oh yeah, I really like your idea to a leader, for example, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I'm on board and then behind closed doors, it's a different story. It's, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. I'd rather be doing something else. And they stay. And then what we start to see over time is health problems, addiction, mm-hmm. et cetera, mm-hmm. things that, that happen because people are pushing down who they really are. Mm. And it was interesting because, I mean, you and I had a healthy discussion over what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and, and, and it's true because, I, you know, I look back on my sales career and, uh, I mean, I was dealt some of that stuff, right? Yes. And, and, and employees, and I think employees today, and I don't care what generation you are, they smell this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and they can, and I always say, just like your customers and your, and your, your prospects can smell sincerity or insincerity. Well, guess what? Your employees can too from a leadership level. If, if you're throwing out inauthentic behavior, the passing right. off is you're really being authentic. Right. Yeah. Right. And there is, there is a little bit of work to be done to really find out who you are and what you value and where you want to go. And digging into that then only makes you that much more successful when you go to be authentic. Cause again, it's dynamic. So if you know your values and you know where you're tracking, then right. it's, it's more likely that you're going to be genuine and authentic. Chelsea, I'm curious what that, that journey looked like for you in terms of kind of unpacking and discovering your authentic uh-huh. self in the business world. Yeah. Well, I feel really fair, fortunate, Daryl, because I, you know, I started working in Hollywood and that was my, the beginning of my career. I worked at Marvel comics and then went into accounting and then tech. Um, and I'm in pre-sales and I'm also coaching and speaking. So all different kinds of things I've done in my career. And yeah. throughout that path, it's felt, I felt very authentic in who I am. And whenever I start to feel like I'm repressing or, mm-hmm. or holding back, I know there needs to be a shift. There needs to be a change. Uh, and for me, Daryl, that is when there's more time for pause. There's more time for looking within and what, what's really going on. And, you know, are my values, have my values shifted? Do I Hmm. need to look at my values and say, okay, uh, you know, before I, I was thinking that I really valued this, but now it's actually this. So do I need to change the direction that I'm going? Does that answer the question? <laughs> I think that's awesome. And, um, you know, talking about this time for pause, I mean, we're, we've always been huge advocates for salespeople just, you know, taking us a, a weekend morning, sitting down with a blank piece of paper, asking some questions and, you know, really, really connecting with their heart because that, you know, we'll, every, every B2B sales rep, B2C sales rep will say people buy from people yet you know, the tendency is to go in with this kind of shell of a corporate persona, um, as opposed to bringing yourself to that. And I think it takes some, some time 
and some intentionality to kind of unpack. Ironically, it's like peeling off all of these layers, right? Yes. Of, of, uh, of fake and script and, and all of that. Um, I think that making time for the pause is, is huge. Yeah. Yes. But, 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 but here's the thing is, I mean, you know, I eat vulnerability for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and not too many people are willing to do that. So, I mean, it's just a tough one. I, I mean, for a lot of people, it's just tough to get, you know, I'll just throw the word out there to get real with themselves mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know for whatever reason, mm-hmm. but it's tough. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, we've chosen, we've all chosen to be in sales and sales in some ways is, is maybe the most vulnerable profession, right? Because all day long, our job is to put ourselves out there and, you know, ask for rejection, right? I mean, right. You reject, it's just hey, go like, for no, Daryl. I know. <laughs> give a shout out to our friends at go for no, but I mean, it, it, it is, you know, psychologically, uh, you know, the, the whole role of, I mean, we have, you know, closing percentages, we have, you know, call to appointment percentages, and most of them are abysmally low, and they always will be. And so, you know, you can say, well, the the baseball player that, you know, has to take, uh, you know, uh, has a 200 batting average, you know, strikes out eight out of 10 times. That's great. But no one assaulted his character when he struck out, right? Mm-hmm. Here, I mean, we just take this constant battering and beating down of, of, of our, uh, self-esteem in so many ways. So, um, you know, how do we, you know, how can we expect to survive that and be authentic without doing a little bit of hard work? And Mm -hmm. I might even say getting a coach or a counselor (laughs) from time to time. Right. I mean, seriously, Mm -hmm. it's just, Mm -hmm. it's a beating out there. Yes. And I'll tell you, I mean, the best, some of the best personal development coaches and speakers in the world have come out of sales. Yeah. Right. I think Uh, so because of this, right. Because you have to wrestle through these, these things. Yes. And someone who I follow closely, Hal Elrod, who wrote The Miracle Morning, he was a salesperson in his 20s at Cutco, of all things, right? <laughs> Selling knives. <laughs> uh, but he he puts in, uh, he recommends having a morning practice. And he took mm-hmm. the morning practices of all different kinds of successful people around the world and put it into one simple practice in the morning. So setting your day up for success, whether that's uh, reading some kind of business book or something to get your mind set up for the day. Well, you know, it's interesting because I know, I I mean, I know Daryl's morning, right? I mean, because we speak about it. I mean, and, and you know, mine and it's, and it's really interesting because, you know, I know Daryl's is pretty similar almost the first couple hours of every morning. And, and the same can be said for, you know, and the same can be said for me is, you know, I choose to wake up at the time I wake up, you know, because it works for me. It doesn't work for everybody Mm -hmm. else, but I spend the first 30 to 45 minutes where Daryl may read. I spend the first 30 to 45 minutes, especially, you know, if I'm not traveling, I just sit in the dark. Mm-hmm. I just veg out and clean my brain the minute I wake up and start thinking about things, right? What do I need to do? What I do yesterday? Who am I? Things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then I go to the gym and clank some weights and do some cardio and it, and it kind of cleanses. That's my routine. It works for me. It may not work for everybody, but I think, you know, I know you have a routine as well. And, and I would encourage the listeners out there, you know, come up with some morning routine and capture the morning. 
mm-hmm. because it'll set yourself up for a great day. But too many people, right? They they love their sleep and maybe, you know, maybe they capture their morning late in the afternoon or in the evening. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, you know, give some thought and capture it in the morning, right? When you wake up. Yes. And yeah. it's about habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Daryl. Oh my gosh. I mean, we're like thinking we're like tracking a hundred percent. I've just been devouring this book, Atomic Habits this week. And it's mm-hmm. phenomenal. I recommend it for every rep, but you know, no matter what your morning routine looks like, whether you get up at, you know, in the middle of the night, like Larry does, or like at a, <laughs> a normal hour, uh, whatever that routine looks like for you, it's a great idea to reconnect with your values every day. And so, you know, I've got my values written out and, and every morning I read, I do them out loud because I, you know, I need to hear the word and my, I've got a sentence or two definition behind each of my six core values. And, and that I'm telling you what the days when I don't do that, I get lost, but the days when Mm -hmm. I do, when I, when I recite my values, remember them, recall, meditate on whatever you want to do. Those are the days where I feel like I'm, you know, pointing North and I know where I'm going and what's going on. And I think for salespeople that are in that, you know, we're in the ring, just getting pounded, um, you know, dazed and confused sometimes having those values to orient ourselves and orient our conversations is, is so important. Mm-hmm. And Daryl, I talked a little bit about my values changing. Have your values changed over time? <sighs> yes and no. I think that, um, I mean, yes, they have in terms of, I'm always like massaging them because uh-huh, when you uh-huh. keep bringing them up over and over again, um, I think of different ways to express them. Um, and yes. <laughs> once you get to know me, you'll know, you'll know uh, that they're my values. Cause they all start with the same letter. I've got this alliteration, <laughs> of my marketing degree, but, um, you know, I think they've evolved over time. Uh, but I would say more like they've, I've just been shaping them more. I don't know, Larry, mm-hmm. what would you say? Have your values, how have your values changed over time? Uh, you know, but you know, what's interesting is, uh, I'd say they've changed more over the last, I'd say three to four years than they've ever have before. Uh, just because I, I think your, some of my core values have changed. And so, you know, if, if I take a look back and what I valued five to 10 years ago is totally different mm-hmm. yeah. than, than what I value now. And you, you, you know, one of the big things is, uh, and, and I keep tweaking it all the time is, you know, part of my values is just giving back and, and lending a hand out in the community. And I just keep ratcheting that one up and challenging myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our customers, their values change too, right? Yeah. Whether it's focused on the business and that value or them personally. Right. And they may or may not have a morning routine. <laughs> know what their values are at all times. So if you're coming from a place where you are focused on that in your own life, you can help guide the customer to what their value is. Right. Yeah. You, and you know, and, and that's why, whoa, man, this might be <laughs> for another podcast. But, <laughs> I mean, what you just said is that's why Daryl and I, you know, started really connecting values out, you know, when, when, when we're out working with sales teams and things like that mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. nobody keys in on it. 
right? right? They speak about value, right? We're a value this, we're value added that and so forth. And again, it's just a word that rolls off. Right. But I think the best way to connect with somebody or the best way to connect to a company is through what they value and exchange of their values. That's where I think you really dig in deep with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, getting the converse. So I'm curious in your role with what you do, how do you, how do you bring this into a sales interaction with a prospect or client? Mm-hmm. What's that looking like for you these days? Yes, it's, it's the non-verbal. Mm. It's tuning in to what that customer is really conveying. And a lot of my work that I do is on the phone, so I, I can't even see them. So it's, it's listening to the interactions. Uh, if somebody speaks over someone else or uh, you can feel someone wanting to ask something but hesitating, mm-hmm. looking for those little cues to see, okay, what, what does this person truly care about and how can I discover that? And, you know, those little, those little cues can clue you into that so that you can hone in on those things and pull it out of them. So that, so that makes sense. <laughs> What'd you learn about Larry today? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Time, time out. Now the truth be told, Chelsea. <laughs> Let, let me butter you up. My, my favorite Premier League soccer team is Chelsea, by the way. So now- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. I, w- I went to London this, this last summer, and we stayed near the, the Chelsea Stadium. But I didn't get to see it. But, yeah, I like the name. <laughs> <laughs> but we know you're – we all know, Larry, that you're Dodgers through and through. You can't ever tell, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. For those uh, we're they're on audio podcast, but if you ever get a chance to have a video call with Larry, you'll know that he's a Dodgers fan. All the paraphernalia behind him. It's, uh, well, it's nauseating, but uh, we, we must move on anyways. Chelsea, thank you so much for, for yeah. sharing time and sharing your heart with us today. It's been really inspirational. Hmm. Thank you. This has been fun. I love listening to you all banter. (laughs) (laughs) There's no, no end to the banter. I'm just kind of curious as we wrap up today. Um, and you've, you're, you've got an audience of top notch sales professionals that really are dedicated to being authentic. What, uh, what word of wisdom would you drop on, on all of us as, as we end today? It's okay. If you don't know who you are at all times, What you want to do is hone in on what truly matters to you and where you want to go and use that to carry you forward and connect with others. I love it. Wow. (laughs) Okay. If you're listening in, hit rewind, listen to that again. That was great. Oh man. What a, what a wonderful conversation and, and a sincere thank you to, um, to you for who you are and for your, passion for authenticity and in the profession. I think it is, it's inspirational and it's so important. So Chelsea, um, just on behalf of all of us, thank you for, for that. And and thank you for sharing time with us today. And and your heart is beautiful. Thank you. Larry, any words of wisdom as we wrap up today? Um, uh, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, words of wisdom. Do you throw you throw curveballs at me like when you? Okay, so just so everyone out there, I'm going to be completely transparent with this one. Even though it's a listen only podcast, we all watch each other on Zoom, and then so I'm just listening what y'all are saying. And then I'm like, I zone out and then Daryl hits me on from right field and catches me in a moment where I go, okay, now what? (laughs) (laughs) Only because it's fun, Larry. Only because it's fun. So do you have a word of wisdom or are we done? No, I, I, no, no, with all, with all sincerity though, is, um, you know, when I, when I, and, and I just have to just say something about empty suits because I just, I feel I have to, and this is my pearls of wisdom. And then, and then we'll wrap this up is I, I don't, I don't mean it with any disrespect or anything like that. I just drive, I just, I just put it out there to prove a point, right. Just to drive the point across that, you know what, let's fill out these empty suits. Let's be authentic. Let's be, yeah. sincere. let's bring some substance to the table. Um, I love the world of sales and I know Daryl does as well. Uh, he's more of a nerd about it than I probably am. But, but, you know, we can all do better. And if you say you're going to be authentic and if you say you're going to be genuine, then you got to eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't, just, you can't just put authenticity on when you leave, you know, your house and then take the authenticity code off when you get home. Doesn't work. Yeah. Be real wherever you go. And man, that's what a great conversation. What a great episode. Um, thanks again to our sponsor, Uh, Send out cards. You can check that out at cards.sellingfromtheheart.net. We'll put that link in the show notes. Till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep doing the hard work, spend some downtime and figure out who you are. And most of all, sell from the heart.